When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, David, to Random Movie Generator, this special episode, which is another deep dive. It certainly is. We do like our deep diving. Every now and then, you've got to stop just dealing with what's what's been thrown at you this week by Hollywood and actually saying, hit pause and let's have a retrospect and just sort of, you know, look back at some of the earlier crown jewels of the uh, of the cinema majesty that's Hollywood, if that makes any sense. Bit of a garble there, but you know what I mean? Let's look at some retro films. I like I like the deep dives because we do it in the evening and they feel a little bit more chilled and we're not high on coffee. Although, have you just had a coffee? I'm in the middle of one. I may not finish it because it might ruin my uh, bedtime sleep. Coffee is very dangerous at quarter to eight. Yes, PM. that's why I haven't finished it. Were you having a coffee then? What were you having? I was having a tea tea. A tea tea, yeah. Coffee baps is too intense. How much of it am I drunk? Not the whole thing, luckily. Even a tea's a little bit. Is there a, do you know what I think it is? It's a bit of an urban legend that there's less caffeine in tea. I think if you Google it, it's the same amount. I'm shocked by that because I always thought coffee was the big mama when it came to uh, caffeine injections, but apparently not. Well, this week, David, our deep dive, if for those of you who don't know about this part of the podcast, I choose a movie that I like, that I've enjoyed in my lifetime, and I hand it over to David and I say, please, can we do a deep dive for about 40 minutes? Please, can you watch it again? And please, can you tell me what, uh, how you feel about the film and what you've read up and learnt about the film? How did you enjoy Over the Top going back to it, David? I would say, because I do remember watching it as a kid, to me, it, it was very much a half-term video store VHS experience. I remember wandering to video shops in Brighton and um, over-the-top posters being everywhere. I remember my dad getting it, because me and my dad used to always watch Rocky films. I think I think most dads and, and sons did. It was a real dad and son, you know, bonding experience. And... Um, uh, it was supposed to be a continuation of that. And I remember getting into it as a kid, enjoying it, and also getting floods of nostalgia whilst watching it, because I haven't seen it since the 80s. I would say within it, there's a good film battling to come out. But I would say... Um, it's shite. Do you know what? I would say there's two films there 
there's um, there's one part of that film that's aspiring to be a Kramer versus Kramer son and father rebonding movie, almost a 70s cinema vibe, like a character study. But at the same time, you've got that 80s high concept image over content rock ballad format tiptoeing in and uh, messing things up a little it doesn't quite know what it wants to be you can see david for those you don't who those are the people listening today who don't know anything about over the top what is was over the top i remember watching it i just loved everything sylvester stallone i do you know what i think my memory is oh it's sylvester stallone new movie oh i like this oh ah yeah i like that i think it was a bit like that yeah, I like that. Yeah, I liked it. Were you a bit critical towards it as a kid? Because I remember as a kid just just eating it up like ice cream. I think I did eat it. It was, just wasn't like it wasn't rocky. I knew it wasn't rocky, but I was a sucker for the cap turn and for the uh, arm wrestling at the end. Oh God, Jen, he's got his thumb move, hasn't he? Which is the the right move. Oh yeah, I remember doing that at school. Oh just... yeah, massively. <laughs> They do it in slow-mo at the end, do you know what I mean? It's very much... Whoever came up with that in the writer's room, they probably took the day off, do you know what I mean? It was just like, right, we've, we've come up with this, this is the whole idea. So what... Um, can you tell us anything about it, when it was, who's in it, anything like that? Right, yeah, it came out in 1987. Same, 87? Yeah, 87, same year as Top Gun and... Um, Living Daylights. Was Top Gun 87 or was it 86? But it was definitely that Top Gun era. Oh. And you could definitely... I thought I was about nine when I watched it. No, it was definitely the latter part of the 80s. And Stallone was at the peak of his career. He had um, just had Rambo 2 out... And also, um, I think I believe it was Rocky Four had just come out at that point. So he was doing, you know, incredibly well. He was absolutely at his peak. I think the thing is, um, the, one of the things that really kind of I think failed the film a bit was the idea that um, it was produced by Canon Films, and it's important to know who Canon Films are. And it was it was run by an Israeli film producer slash director um, called I've got his name here. Wait a second, sorry, um, uh, Mithang Golan. And um, basically, Canon Films made loads of money in the seventies in Israel doing um, skin flicks, which is soft, soft porn films, and then horror exploitation horror films that did really well. He then moved to America and produced and directed lots of like naff action films, like um, uh, Death Wish Two, uh, Delta Force, and he's well known for being a very um, just it's slightly insane megalomaniac director and um very very cheap very fast films he wanted to make and then he wanted to break into proper hollywood and with all the money he made he threw it all over the top giving stallone 12 million to appear in the film no and it was a 16 million budget so most of it was stallone's budget they also made cobra before that the thing is you can tell that this film um, is being where it falls down is the directing. And you can tell that the bloke who made it basically is fresh from Delta Force, American Menahem Gollum. That is how you pronounce it. Well done, sir. And um, he had more enthusiasm. He oh, produced Cobra. He produced Cobra. He was more of a producer, but every now and then he was such a megalomaniac, he would direct it himself. And you can tell by over the top that the directing is what lacks. 
if they got like a Barry Seneth Leverson, the guy who made Rain Man or Rob Reiner, the guy who did Stand By Me, a proper director to take over, I reckon, I don't think it would have been an Oscar winner, but it would have had legs. You can really tell it's poorly directed because there is the odd scene where you can see like Sly taking time to improvise with the sun and actually kind of, um, you know, uh, create these quite natural, intimate moments. But then you can see the directors taking over and the tone is like straight to video TV movie. I mean, I guess we need to also say what the plot is or do most people know what well, over the top is? Well, no, absolutely. Can I just say that I Google imaged over the top and I'm looking at a, a photo of Sylvester Stallone in a lovely black T-shirt with sleeves just coming over his muscly shoulders. His his V-neck is, is like a, I don't know what you call it, but it's very, very low indeed. His black cap's on backwards. He's in his prime. And this from this image alone, this film looks stunning. It has to be said, I think Stallone in this movie is in his prime. I think he looks, you know, there was a bit of a homoerotic electric shock up my spine. Simple as that. I mean, not, I'm saying homoerotic in a very, oh, it doesn't matter these days, isn't it? Sexuality is a fluidity, it's a river that can move and change at different fluxes. But um, I was very much like, you're looking good, mate. Do you know, like you might peer over and, and, and appreciate someone's abs in fitness first for a second. Just, you know, just gaze at those mirror reflections for a minute and just say, I like what you've done with your six pack. There was that moment. I think he looks pretty on the money in this movie, to tell you the truth. I think 87 is a good year for the, the Stallone wine, if you like. I'd happily sit <laughs> from that bottle. Uh, you'd, you'd sit from the bottle. Oh, absolutely. I'd sit from the I'd bottle. I'd suck his cork. Absolutely. Then I would chuck it over my chuck it over my shoulder and empty the whole thing in my mouth. Um, too much. Too much. Too much. If we're talking wine, we're talking like two Roger Moore connoisseurs. We're not talking like Blackpool carry-on induendos here. In, in, no, no, we're talking about corks and bottles and not cocks and bodies. Not at all. Absolutely not. You can leave that on the other side of the room. We're just quaffing wine and just spitting it in a in a bucket and just, you know, appreciating the, the basil and the, the hints of raspberry. <laughs> so I don't do much wine swigging. It's something I need to look yeah, into. Do. I do, yeah, in my dreams. So, what's over the top about? Welcome, everybody who are watching live. Welcome, Dr. Greggles, Ruben, Jake M, Gemma Casey, Billy Hayes, JP, Jonathan Beale. Welcome, everybody. What's over the top? Oh, sorry, Gemma Casey. Gemma Casey went, goodness me. Sorry, Gemma Casey. For uh, you there, David? Oh, no. David, he's gone. David's gone! No! No! Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now. Can you hear me okay? Oh, I lost you. Am, am oh, I here now? I lost you. I can see you now, yeah. yeah oh, I lost you then. You're as yeah, crisp you're as anything. You're absolutely perfect. Basically, it's about a man who's been, Sylvester Stallone, who's been um, disconnected from his son after divorcing his wife and you start to learn that the reason why his uh, marriage failed with his wife that he had his son with is because of his meddling grandfather who's a multi-millionaire who never likes Stallone um because what's he uh, called in this film uh yeah what is he called let me find out for you it's something hawk it's um yeah it's lincoln hawk 
his name's Bob, Lincoln Hawk. Lincoln, tough trucker Lincoln Hawk is determined to win back his son and triumph at the World Arm Wrestling Championships. And through doing that, rebond with his son because the son's mother is in hospital. She's on death's door and she wants uh, her son to rebond with her biological father. And also we're well aware that um, the reason why the, the relationship came to an end was because the father, who's a multimillionaire, didn't like that uh, Stallone was just a truck driver. And he wanted, and he slowly, very strategically pushed Stallone out of um, his daughter and the son's life because he's a, you know, a multimillionaire Trump-like control freak. Um, and um, basically Stallone has got two things to do, you know, win back the confidence and love of his son. And he can do that by winning an arm res- wrestling competition. He's, really? Is that how you do that? In this narrative, very much. So. And also <laughs> you get a free truck if you win competition. Yes. And it just so happens needs that truck because um, he sold his old one to enter the competition and put the money on himself gambling. Uh, How many uh, arm wrestling competitions are there in the movie? There's the big one at the end. Does he does he get involved in some small fry competitions along the way? He does in local bars, which is yes. quite a shock to his son, who um, Stallone's picked up picked the son up from a board military boarding school that the, the rich grandfather has paid for, and uh, the son is very deterred, understandably. That you know, one minute he's having pancakes, the next he's seeing his father take on the and, and the other arm uh arm wrestling types are like characters from like Jabba the Hutt's palace you know from a Star Wars film they're like redneck freaks that keep coming over to his father and demanding a wrestle do people still arm wrestle these days I know you do you go to arm wrestling club don't you oh god absolutely I've never actually I've organized them and um you know I've I've, I've gone around Arundel asking people if they're up for it what, with, uh, with um, flyers? And oh, flyers. Just what one does your flyer one. say? Your arm wrestling flyer say? It's called uh, Arundel Arms, basically. And it's got two swan wings on the arms and they're floating above the Arundel River. And it's the idea. It's almost like, you know, leave your wives at home and be a man type of thing. Get your, get your biceps out late at night. Where, where do you hold the arm wrestling club? Um, on a Wednesday after eight, because Wednesdays... There's Whereabouts? No- in the bowling club, because there is no bowling on a Wednesday. Ideal for arm wrestling, basically. So you go in there, a big jug of Robinson's Orange, you know, nothing, no drink, nothing inappropriate like that. And uh, a timer and uh, two cushions that I've taken from my own couch here in the flat, lay them on the table and we just arm wrestle. We just get on with it. Right. You don't do that, do you? Did you make that up? Uh, yeah, I, that would be the plan. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. never actually come to reality because it's quite middle class, Arundel. I think they see it as a bit of a redneck American pursuit. Okay. Well, one thing is, um, Sylvester Stallone wasn't impressed with what come out, came out <clears throat> at all. He's, his criticism is very interesting. And he actually did, like a lot of his films, he wrote a draft of the actual script and he removed his name. Um, why is it? Yes. One of the writers is called Kevin Elders, and that's Sylvester Stallone, and he changed his name to Kevin Elders. It sounds like a character out of a Mike Lee or Ken Loach film, doesn't it, really? But um, Kevin Elders is um, Sylvester Stallone. He wasn't happy with it, and you can tell why um, he got involved. You know, there is there's potential there for a piece of, uh, you know, 
character drama type of thing but you can tell that the director just is you know he's a bloke who did delta force the guy who directed it made his money out of like straight to video um uh you know action movie or or skin flick entertainment sorry did he have any part to play in the screenplay at all he did stallone yeah and he changed and he, he changed his name it's not stallone on the credits Oh, right. Changed so he it. didn't. So, so is it? So what? It was in a worse state before he got involved. Basically, what happened was, was um, he did a draft of the screenplay, okay, um, and he was going to have his name on it, Sylvester Stallone, just like Rocky. He saw the finished film because obviously you write the script, then it goes through the whole editing process. And you can tell by the editing, you can tell by the, the tone and the way it's filmed that it's badly executed by the director, if you can see. Do you know what I mean? Because I imagine maybe he didn't watch the dailies. I guess only when you see it put together as a finished puzzle, a finished product, do you know what you're dealing with? And then at that point, he was like, yeah, okay, you can still have my name on the poster because you paid me 12 million, but I'm not going to have my name down as a writing credit. Shit. And then he changed it to Kevin Elder's. Kevin Elders. Right. Oh, it's interesting knowing that now, that he wasn't happy with how it came out. His actual review of the film, I've got it here, and he does actually say, this is what he says, um, Stallone late Stallone, Stallone, Stallone later said of the film, I would have made it less glossy and set it more in an urban environment, which is completely right because it looks like a Top Gun film, endless rock ballads, even Kenny, Kenny Loggins does the main theme tune, which reappears throughout the film. Over the top, over the top with me, baby. Over the top. Over the top with me, babe. Over the top. Over the top with me, baby. Can I find can I find that Kenny Loggins? Oh, please do, please do. It's not as good as you remember it. It's not quite as good as that. I think that's company subconscious. It's not as good as that. Because I'd have been humming that away. Over the top. Is it meet me halfway? It might be meet me halfway. It might be meet me halfway. Um, it's on. It's on, on. And also, there's another song on there by. Um, oh gosh, is it Sam? Yeah, Sam Haggins, and that's called Winner Takes It um, Takes It All. But it's not an album song. It's quite different to that. Is this it, David? Is it called For Love? Maybe meet me halfway. Yes, that is it. Absolutely. That is it. 100%. It's really slow. It's very slow and it reappears throughout. That and uh, the Sam Higgin, uh, Hagen, when it takes it all um, film, ultimately. And there are times where it just turns into a music video without the background. And um, Stallone says, next, I would have not used a never-ending stream of rock songs, but scored music instead and most likely would have made the event in Vegas more ominous, not so carnival-like. And they're all very strong observations, I'd say. I think it's spot on. He's watched the same film as me. Simple as that. I guess That you know, song sounds... Meet me halfway. Meet me halfway. night. Sounds awful. It hasn't got the same Top Gun oomph to it, has it? It hasn't got that 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 Top Gun kiss in the middle Someone's of the lyrics. Someone's put comments in the YouTube 
um, video of that that song. Uh, top comments is 48 years old and still love the song. There you go. Well, do you know what I mean? We're all different folks who ride different, wear different coats, different folks who wear different coats. And, uh, you know, you might wear a trench coat. I might wear a, uh, you know, a tartan patterned um, zip up or whatever. But, you know, I'll still give you a nod and respect your coat. So do you find it very tiring when those 80s ballads yeah big time because i love a ballad don't get me wrong it's like slipping into a hot bath but if the ballad ain't cooking you're eating frozen sausages aren't you that's another induendo <laughs> i didn't mean your freudian subconscious came out there if the ballad ain't cooking you're eating frozen sausages do you know what i mean i love a ballad i love watching men playing volleyball you like a sausage i do uh, if it's cooked and there's ketchup around and it's in a barn ideally i'm talking about a hot yeah. dog but um have you had a seafood stick this week? Uh, I haven't, but I'm looking forward to having one on Friday for Oppenheimer. People will know when this is recorded now, but... Um, it's all right. Um, I'll be uh, crunching away on uh, crab sticks in a cinema. I probably won't, actually. i have a box in of a bloody popcorn. In a cinema popcorn. near you. In a cinema near you. I won't be cr- <laughs> crunching on crabs. I'll yeah. be um, crunching on bloody uh, kernels of popcorn, mate. I'll do it properly. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Continue. No, not at all. Not Sorry, at all. I keep butting in, but no, not at all. You butt away, pal, like a like okay. a like a punk <laughs> well, from the seventies. But away. I, I was expecting that song to be sort of really sort of get me going, get me feeling pumped up and sexy. But it's really bland and dull. Really bland and dull. It's almost like Kevin, Kevin, uh, Kevin. Kelly Kenny. Loggins, Kenny Loggins, Kenny. Kenny. Kenny Loggins, Kenny Loggins, get it right. He's an eighty star. Uh, it's almost like it came from one of his B sides. He was like, "There you go, mate. Have that. Have that free of charge." Do you know what I mean? He looks old now, Kenny Loggins. Oh, he really does, doesn't he? Have you had a look at him? I certainly have. Shit. And, um, let's have another. Check it's on weird now. when the last time when you see someone present day and the last time you saw them was thirty five years ago. You go, whoa. What have you like, been up to? I think the last to? time I looked at Kenny Loggins was 1987. God, gee, he's a very old... He's still in OAP of the quiff, isn't he? He's pulling off the scarf there. He doesn't yeah, look like he's... an EastEnders extra. He's got a I mean, I hope I look like that at 75. Absolutely. But it's, just, it's just shocking, isn't it? He's got an LA vibe to him. The most mundane guy, the new Wham! documentary came out, and um, it's Andrew Wrigley. Um, Ridgely. Ridgely, not, not Wrigley. Um, that's the guy who came up with the chewing gums. Let's get yeah, that yeah. correct. Uh, he yeah. really does look, which is fair enough. I ain't knocking it. He is what he is. But he looks like um, a proper man who's about to go on his allotment. You know, he ain't choosing life anymore. He's choosing growing turnips. Do you know what I mean? It's, uh, is he Andrew Wishley's? He looks very old now. He just looked like a, a proper dad's dad. Do you know what I mean? Like a Wolver's original sponsor. Um, but fair enough, you know, it was a long time ago. Um, yeah. The wham thing. Yeah, I mean, he looks, to me, he looks fit as a flea. But anyway, this isn't about Andrew Ridgely. This is about over the top starring Sylvester Stallone. You are quite right. Um, well, Sylvester Stallone was right to, to take his, well, only his writing name off it because um, it got a lot of Raspberry uh, nominations that year for Worst Actor, Worst Director, and Worst Picture. And it only. Um, grossed uh, well it's a flop basically I have the box office here actually do you think something like that an experience like that knocks Sylvester Stallone or do you think he's just next whatever well in actual fact uh, that was a terrible year for canon films because they also did Masters of the Universe 
and they did Superman 4, directed by Christopher Reeves. He actually directed it himself. And after that, the whole company folded. And um, because basically, um, what was his name? You came up with it perfectly for me. Yeah, uh, Methan Golan got too greedy. He wanted to do big Hollywood films. He wasn't doing these low-budget straight-to-video films, and he got burnt for that. But the Sylvester Stallone element... Um, Stallone never had a legitimate hit until Cliffhanger after that. Rocky 3 did okay, but it That's, really... No. Didn't it do no, 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 sorry. Sorry, Rambo 3 did okay. Apologies. Oh, I was going to say. You are quite right to, Thank to, you. to get on your tippy toes then, like a mountain I loved, cat. I loved getting one over you then on the old box office uh, knowledge. No, you were right for that, sir. Definitely. Rocky 3 and Mr. T was an absolute triumph. Uh, but Rambo 3 not, you say. It, it wasn't a flop, but it didn't quite deliver. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't, quite, it wasn't Rambo 2, certainly not whatsoever and then after that uh, Stallone did start to lack confidence he started to do comedies he started to do more dramas he kind of lost his voice in a way um, and it was only until- can, I, can I very quickly just uh, read out over, after Over the Top I'll go for it Over the Top Rambo 3 yep Lock Up yep see that wasn't a hit unfortunately no. Tango and Cash Yes, now Tango and Cash did okay. That was one that did all right. So that's also um, contradicted me there as a bit. Tango and Cash did yeah, all right. But this, this, this confer- Rocky Five. Oh, terrible. The street fight, isn't it? It was awful, Rocky Five. Dream On, a TV series. Stop or My Mum Will Shoot. Sorry, wait a second. Dream On, the TV series. I yeah, think... I think he's in one episode. Oh, thank God. I never knew he did TV. Well, obviously he's done TV now because it's like a prestige drama. Things have changed. Okay, so the truth <clears throat> in this. So, uh, Cliffhanger was 1993. So, when you look back, Over the Top was 87. So, yeah. we filmed it in 85, 86. That's nearly a decade. Yeah, I think that's Rocky, a long time without a big old hit. Tango and Cash definitely saved him. I don't know why I didn't do a sequel. I think it did okay. Do you know what I mean? Nothing brilliant. What were the other films then that came on before Cliffhanger? Oh, they did Cliffhanger, then he did Demolition Man. Oh, he did was, a film <clears> called Oscar. That was terrible. That was a gangster comedy. And also, don't forget, Shoot or My Mum will shoot. Stop or My Mum will shoot. Uh, Stop or my mum will shoot. That was absolutely okay, horrific. Now, do you know what I want to look up here? I want to. I want to look up his age around that time because I am so forty six. So he would have been in his forties. So eighty. So well, let me just go back. Eighty seven. Yeah, he, he seriously needed cliffhanger. Cliffhanger and Demolition Man were both big hits for him. But then he did the specialist with Sharon Stone, which wasn't great. And then obviously did Judge Dredd. Um, and my God, I've heard a story about behind the scenes on Judge Dredd. Have you really? Is it one you could share? No. Oh, good grief. Uh, flipping heck. Well, you've enticed my famous, interest. It's quite famous. A famous Stallone anecdote. Blimey. Well, that's very interesting. But, you, so you think like 41, 42, 43, 44. Think how massive his career was 15, 20 years before. And then he hits his middle age. Maybe his looks are going slightly. Maybe he's feeling a little bit old. I wonder how vulnerable he felt around that time with all those flops, Floppingtons. I thought, apps, yeah, surrounded by Floppingtons, the the uh, the cardinal sin in Hollywood, pretty horrific. I think um, Cliffhanger and Demolition Man really was 
his saving grace. And then he had a few flops after those two. I think if he didn't have that cliffhanger in Demolition Man in the early 90s, if he didn't have 1993, he could have kissed his career away. Because I mean, I think if he hadn't had hits then, he would have come back in Pulp Fiction. There was talk of him being in Pulp Fiction, wasn't it? Tarantino circled around him a lot. There was a draft where he's going to be in Glorious Bastards. Uh, he's had a lot of meetings with um, Tarantino. Tarantino's always been interested in Stallone in a big way. If you Google that, he's definitely he was definitely um, a possibility for Inglorious Bastards and certainly other um, Tarantino uh, films because he's one of those those classic kind of seventies studio. Well, he's a bit of a Travolta, isn't he? You know, very um, a big studio kind of Hollywood uh, figure. Tarantino had grown up with and during the 90s needed that sort of um, sort of re revitalization in the industry which you know Tarantino was so good at so let's focus uh, on uh, over the top anything else you want to did he have a little trainer in his cab where he'd he'd train his right or left arm as he drove he I, did I remember that it's a funny one that because um, when he's driving on his truck he's got this weight that's attached to a line and he brings it up and down to actually, um, you know, make his arms strong in preparation for the next diner. He goes to have an arm wrestle and it logically, it works. I imagine the script, it'd be a nice little touch, but for some reason, when it's in the actual film, it just looks very naff. I think once again, it's the way it's filmed. It's in a very boring medium shot and it isn't filmed in a very intriguing way. The other thing why over the top very clearly is not quite rocky is an arm wrestle lasts minutes maybe seconds whereas a boxing match lasts you know well you know the third act of a movie and um there's a lot of slow-mo which is a bit over the top and naff to really egg out these arm wrestles that would um usually only take seconds uh you can tell that's a different dimension to the boxing aspect but um, he does do those exercises in the truck. And for some reason, it's not a bad idea. You can imagine it working script-wise, but it just looks a bit naff in reality. I'm going to play the trailer now of Over the Top, if you don't mind. Oh, David. please and do, Captain. Uh, play away. Just so I wouldn't mind being reminded of, of this movie. Oh, definitely, definitely. Why am I such a fan of Sylvester Stallone? Oh, I can see why. He look, he's great in this. He's, you know, he looks great. Yeah. Here we go. Here's the trailer. The 1987 film Over the Top. What are the odds on Lincoln Hawks? 20 to 1 pound. Real long shot. Hawks? Let's go. The world meets nobody halfway. Remember that. I don't have a father, sir. The world has always bet against Lincoln Hawks. This guy's nothing. Why'd you leave us? It won't happen again. What my grandson found, I don't care how you do it, do it. But a winner never listens to the odds. Whatever happens, I want you to stay with him. Where do we end up? Together is all I can guarantee. You ain't got a prayer in Vegas. 
forget about anything so you have nothing to lose. All I want to do is hurt him, cripple him, get him off the table. All I care about is you. You're my boy, do you understand? The world beats nobody halfway. Now is the time to do for yourself. Sylvester Stallone, over the top. Wowzers, there you go, sir. Sylvester Stallone, over the top. You can... Wonderful. Wonderful Jess stuff. says, I'm defo going to watch it again. I must admit, watching that trailer, I am so in. Apart from the little boy annoyed me. I remember he annoyed me. The thing is, the little boy is, I think once again, I think he had potential as a performer because there are moments where there's quite nice intimate dialogue scenes with him and um, Sly. But um, the director just wasn't up to the task. You wanted a Barry Levinson or a Rob Reiner. You know, you wanted a Rayman, a a Kramer versus Kramer kind of, um, you know, director or Stand By Me, Rob Reiner, to actually bring out those performances. For instance, there's a great moment where he visits Sylvester Stallone in a prism and they have a proper nice, it ain't Oscar winning, but it's some merit to it. And then after that, you just get a a rock ballad that lasts three minutes of music video, whereby um, the kid finds letters that he never read that Stallone sent to him when he was, you know, and um, it's just very naff. And then uh, he runs out of his grandfather's mansion, gets into his grandfather's car and then drives off to Las Vegas. It turns into like a Home Alone movie. Very, very naff indeed. What, he drives the car? He drives the car. Because Stallone has given him some lessons in the lorry. And that's enough for him to then drive to Las Vegas. Um, (laughs) So it goes from 70s character drama piece, kitchen sink, you know, just shot, reverse shot, man and child talking in a prison, to this kind of rock ballad montage of logins in the background. You know, it's almost like a a pre-shadowing of a Macaulay Culkin adventure. So, um, yeah, it's totally all over the place. It wants to be 70s, but then it's got this 80s vibe that's being shoehorned in. Is it, is that um, big event at the end, is it satisfying? Did you go, I'm in it. I'm right behind Sylvester Stallone <sighs> It's all, it's not terrible. It, but it's not brilliant. I mean, one thing they do, which is interesting, is they interview all the other wrestlers. Oh, I remember <clears> it feeling quite real, quite natural, or was it not? It does no. have a natural vibe to it. It almost feels a bit like a documentary because it's, yeah. you keep cutting away from the wrestling to actually Sly being interviewed. But one thing I'd say about um, Lincoln Hawk is that every now and then it feels like a paint-by-numbers Stallone character. They've very obviously merged Rambo with Rocky. So it's like, you know how Rambo's very quiet, very doesn't say much, but he's a killer. You've got that interwoven within the lovable um, uh, kind of, what do you call him? The lovable brute with Rocky, isn't it? The lovable kind of, um, you know, pure hearted, but like a stallion vibe. It's like they they very, it's like a, like a Netflix algorithm. If like AI GPT chat was going to come up with a Stallone character, it would be Lincoln Hawk, ultimately. Do you know what I mean? Um, Lincoln Hawk's come from a computer, not from a man's soul. Simple as that. But there are good how, bits, not terrible. How many sittings? Oh, it's Sly, one sitting, Captain. Do not worry was about it? that. Oh, yeah. You See? Know. 
See, it's good enough for a one sitting. Yeah, absolutely. It goes, that's the thing about Sly. God, yeah. do you know what? That's going to be like the modern um, film review rating, isn't it? With this this world of short attention spans yeah. of video streams. Sittings. Instead of five popcorn boxes or stars, it's like, how many sittings did you have? Did you finish even finish the film? You know? <laughs> but that's the world of Dave Edwards, unfortunately, the attention span of a cat. What does Professor Charkins think of Over the Top? Over the Top aspires to 1970s character dynamics, but trips up on 80s aesthetics. Seduced by the rock ballad, it had at the beginnings rumblings of Freudian father and son wrestling, wanting the son to rebond with the father, but instead gets lost in the, in the pathetic litter that is 80s pop culture, bright colours and Rubik's Cube dreams. It's a, it's a mere distraction that I swat away. Dreams. Absolutely. You know, I was shocked that Rocky was nominated for an Oscar. Now I believe it's a piece of art compared to Over the Top. Lincoln Hawk is a mere mirage of a man. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. There's no reality. Why does Charkins think he's so good? It's because um, he feels as though he's not heard. Yeah, you know, he needs a he's platform. insecure. Charkins is insecure. I wouldn't say it to his face. Gosh, no, but, but he uh, does feel that, you know, there's a lot to be said, and he thinks pop culture's crumpling, and he's the only bastion looking after it. He's like a superhero. He hates Marvel films, but ironically, he has a cape hidden in his closet. <clears throat> Jeff Dale says about you watching Over the Top, he sits, he stays. Absolutely, sir. Quite, quite <laughs> yeah. right. It goes without saying, right. because you can't beat a bit of star charisma. That's one thing that will always beat CGI. No. There's so he, he jumps out of that screen and they and you oh, just want him absolutely. Even though it's like a very poorly designed character, his performance is still good. And as you've rightly said, you know he looks good. I don't know it's why fantastic. I keep going back to that, but he does. No, he look, does. You know, Rocky Four looks incredible in Rocky Four. When was that? He's at his absolute peak. Uh, Rocky Four would have been. Um, Rocky Four was Rocky after. Two years before. Yes, it was. It was at its peak. So like Rocky Four and Rambo Rocky Four, Cobra, and Over the Top. Um, incredible. Absolutely incredible. C- Cobra's worth watching again. That's a bit of a muddled movie. That's yes, a bit of a... I'm surprised, um, we, haven't done, I'm surprised we haven't done that. Because yeah. that was also produced by Canon Films. And once again, he only... And Canon Films also lost a lot of money out of that. So um, that's Didn't why... did do very well? Um... Cobra did okay. They got their money back and minimum profit, but they were hoping for the beginnings of a franchise. They weren't just hoping for a bit of profit. It's like the Superman movies of Henry Cavill. They did all right, but really and truly, they wanted billion-dollar feedback. But Do you know what? Can... It, was, it, it was nominated for six Razzie Awards, Cobra. Yeah, it didn't do brilliantly. It did well with video, and they, you know, Canon Films didn't lose money, but Canon Films thought it was going to be like Delta Force, like a big franchise, but on the big screen, not straight to video. But I'm it surprised quite... it wasn't. I'm surprised it wasn't. Didn't quite cut it didn't the mustard. Well, I mean, um, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because... Um, uh, apparently Stallone was at his most arrogant with that. He was surrounded by lots of bodyguards that um, he would constantly show off in front of uh, endless women on the set and uh, also demanding constant script rewrites. He was quite a handful with, um, he's quite a control freak apparently. They say that Schwarzenegger is always a lot, lot easier to work with. 
Oh, what back then or any any uh, any time? No one's ever had a problems with Schwarzenegger. I I tell you, I worked with someone who worked with Stallone. No, what they'd, film was I, when that? When I worked with them, about about they'd worked with him for uh, the previous month. Someone in makeup and said he was a delight. Yes, you do get the vibe that um, he went for a bad patch and he came out a lot lot better for. It. I think he's had you know very you know. He's had a sense of uh, humility. There was a really good interview um, with him that Film 4 showed, and he was very open that, you know, he had been arrogant at times. He hadn't listened to enough people. He didn't respect his action movie fan base. That's why he went back to Cliffhanger and Demolition Man. And um, he had too many pretentious artistic aspirations. But it's not so surpri- if I if I made Rocky 1 next year and first by the following year, I wouldn't listen to anyone. Oh, God. Can you imagine if we did that? We wouldn't listen to anyone. Absolutely. And also, they weren't just kind of blockbuster movies. They had proper 70s. A lot of people don't remember that Rocky and Rambo, they're more 70s and 80s. There's flickers of 80s in there. You know, the hard body and the big action hero. But they were proper character pieces. Do you know what I mean? They were like, he was the goodwill hunting of his era, wasn't he? That, you know, the, the, the nothing bloke who came out of a script and demanded to appear in it and then, you know, ended up being nominated for Oscars. Right, David. So now's the time, and I'm looking forward to this 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 uh, this episode for you to review and rate over the Sylvester Stallone's over the top. How many chalk ices out of five are you gonna give it? I would give it three out of five. Simple as that. There is a good film in there, Stallone. Even though his character is a bit, you know, obviously designed to hit upon his previous hits. You know, Lincoln Hawk's very much a greatest hit pub band version of Rocky and um, Rambo. It's still Stallone. He's still at his, you know, his absolute uh, peak as a star. And there are some good moments. You can tell why Stallone wanted to get involved with the script and why he had a lot of passion for the script. But it just, there's just some very, I think, I would say <clears throat> it goes to the director. The tone and style is not consistent, and at times it's very naff, and it makes sense that who directed this the year beforehand was doing Delta Force movies. So, But anyone listening <clears throat> now or watching in, you, in the YouTube comments, um, <laughs> if you go back and watch, if they go back and watch Over the Top, they won't be disappointed. No, That's what you say. They won't be disappointed. Do you know what? There were rumblings at one point of the consideration of doing a second one purely because the action figure was very popular, which is oh. nuts. A lot of films, you know, a lot of film sequels have what, appeared. Stallone's action figure Yes, if you look at it, I think it was Mattel who made it, and it had like a special arm to it, whereby he would do the over-the-top move. I remember looking at it in the Argus catalogue and getting very excited, and I got oh one for Christmas. God. Yeah, it was. You got one. I got one for Christmas. My grand got it for me, and unfortunately, it wasn't Stallone. It was one of the redneck, sort of uh, Star Wars cantina freak carnival characters. But I'm it was still impressive. It now, David. Yeah, it's very, very cool. And you could get like an actual stand, so they actually had proper arm wrestles. But the um, the figures sold a lot, a hell of a lot, and there was considerations of a cartoon as well. At one Do you point. know there's a YouTube um, episode called In Search of the Worst Movie-Based Figure Figure Line, episode eight, over the top. Is that, oh, he's looking at that, mate. That's my Robert Rabbit hole tonight. Bloody hell. Yeah, God, you can... 
You can get a little stand for them. Yeah, That's yeah, I remember. unbelievable. I remember getting one for Christmas. It was the big ball bloke. It was the guy who um, yeah. he wins at the end with. It was the big, no big spoilers. bloke. No spoilers. Quite, quite right. Quite, quite right. Um, <laughs> Joe, shall I see if I've got any other interesting facts for you before yeah, we... Yeah, um, yeah. Absolutely. Let's have a look because there is some interesting stuff. It's a fascinating film. Before Sylvester Stallone, the man they wanted for it was Don Johnson. It was going to be his role. But Sly got uh, very interested in it, and he um, he took over the actual role. Um, we'll have a little um, nuggets of that. I say that now, and uh, now I've got nothing for you. How embarrassing. Um, no it's all right. We didn't know the Dom Johnson. That's, uh... well, that's that's good to know. It's good to know, isn't it? I'm sure there was something interesting. It took them only nine weeks so. to film it. It was a very, very so. short one. Um, oh, this is an interesting one. Okay. Popular um, figure there. Uh, the other thing was a lot of people, this is an interesting thing. A lot of well, people said, well, uh, this is true. They, 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 the people decide, Dave. <laughs> you know, don't dictate their minds. I'm sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, and um, very much, a lot of people criticized the film because it did not depict um, an arm wrestling event realistically. But ironically, when arm wrestling is ever televised now, it looks exactly like over the top. I don't know what arm wrestling events were like prior over the top, but the actual film producers uh, took a lot of artistic license to create something that would be interesting, you know, for a film. But now, is there yeah, some kind of handle they grab onto? Yes, is that right? Yeah, yeah. They, they do. And apparently, yeah. there's a lot of artistic license there. But when ESPN, the well-known uh, sports channel America, owned by Disney, have televised it every now and then, it always takes place in Las Vegas. And it's always, it's almost as though, um, you know, these televised arm wrestling events were always look like that. They always had that decor and the tables were very similar to that. But in actual fact, it's all post over the top. So it did enter the mass consciousness in a big way. I, I remember it being, I'm just looking at them now, arm wrestling national championship. And the it's Russian, a, wow. It's very much influenced by it in a big, big way. But the action figure thing is fascinating, going back to that, because when I was looking into that, I also learned, which is fascinating, that, you know, obviously the Star Wars make movies have made billions. But interestingly, the Star Wars movies still haven't made as much as the action figures. The movies have made billions of pounds. The actual action figures have made um, in the range of um, 17 to 18 billion or something. Absolutely incredible. Incredible. It's like Pixar did Cars 2, and the film did okay at the box office, got very lukewarm critical responses, but um, it made lo it sold loads of merchandise. That's the only reason there was a Cars 2. It, uh, One last thing on Over the Top, a little memory I have. Oh, yes. They're, they're um, pulling against one another. And is there a thing where he goes, he lets it go back? Yes, and yes. Then, I remember that. Absolutely, yes. So I used to do that. I used to copy him in art. So it's, you, they think they've got you and then bang. Have some of that. Yeah, have some of that. Some I, of I that. remember having, um, oh, I don't know where I'm going with this. This is a strange one. But oh. there was a very, uh, no, 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 not in a bad way. Oh, God. But I'm losing confidence slightly in the anecdote. No, go on, go on. But I remember... Um, winning an arm wrestle in primary school yeah. and um, for some reason though it was with a girl but um, I know bizarre, I know E sort of thing but she was a very um, 
you know, large, you know, very kind big of like, big boned, very much a tomboy. And she was the one who invited me to the arm wrestle because I think she felt what that I would be in easily. Uh, oh, yeah, Edwards. I think she was calling him Edwards. I'll, I'll wrestle him. I'll wrestle him. You know, because I um, Lucy. Should get her on the pod. Absolutely. And um, it was kind of like a bittersweet, you know, uh, success in the sense of, you know, yeah, well, I showed you. hollow. Very hollow. Very hollow. But you did it. I did. And I did use some of those techniques that you just mentioned from over the top. I didn't have a baseball cap. Did you? Yeah. I definitely. I wonder where Lucy is now. (sighs) Probably thinking to herself, you know. I, I shouldn't have uh, got the uh, old giraffe involved, as she used to call me. Did uh, she? Yeah, she did. Tall and blonde, I guess tall and yellow. Reminded her of the safari creature. I don't know why I've gone down a Lucy path here. Um, as soon as I mentioned it, I thought, no, Dave, it's, it's a memory. We're talking about memories and uh, arm wrestling. Yeah, but you did her, David. You absolutely did her. There you go. Have, yeah. have a taste of that. Some Stallone, yeah. you know, justice. Simple as david thank you so much for this week's uh, deep dive over the top absolutely loved it I'm lovely glad. to be reminded absolutely I've, I've forgotten all about the i'd love an over the top um t-shirt and poster i think you know i'm what? i think i would it's a little bit quirky isn't it oh absolutely it's not this rambo rocky obviousness over the top t-shirt I'm sure yeah, it's a little bit quirky, that. A little bit quirky, a little bit different. And if you're a proper 80s soldier, you'd stop on the street and give you a wink. Yes. So thank you very much, everybody, for uh, watching and uh, and listening. Um, I think the next deep dive we are going to do. Now, this is really exciting. This is a film I watched back in the day. That I absolutely love, David. What's our next deep dive? Kevin Reynolds and uh, Kevin Costner. Kevin Reynolds was the director. Oh, sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah. I got a bit panicked there as well. Who is Kevin Reynolds? Does he exist? But he's a director. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, the summer classic with the Brian Adams ballad. Now, that is a bloody ballad, mate. Do you know what? I can, ease, I can easily go upstairs and watch Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves now. Oh. Piece of piss. Absolutely. Do you know what? I forgot how good Alan Rickman was in it. I will say no more. But I didn't appreciate him enough as a kid. But I remember watching that at the Canon, interestingly, because the Canon um, was so big as a film group. They didn't just make films like over the top. They owned all those Canon cinemas around Britain as well. So, I mean, you know, giving um, Stallone 12 million for this film just like destroyed the company because it was a massive. He owned loads of cinemas, owned, you know, he went from Israel to Hollywood and um Ultimately, his golden rule was to always make low-budget films and attract a mainstream audience, but he got too cocky and he wanted to work with the big fish, i.e. Stallone, and make the big films that Warner Brothers was making, like Superman and Rocky and stuff like that. And um, you got Burn and the whole uh, fortress just um, just exploded around his ear drums. <laughs> there you go. Well, that. Well, thank you very boots. much, David, for the deep dive. And the next deep dive is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And I cannot wait to hear what you guys say. Looking about forward that. to it. Looking Are forward we, to we're it. We're doing sir. it next week, aren't we? Absolutely. No, no, no. Not next week. Uh, the week after, if that's okay. Absolutely. Two weeks tonight. Absolutely. Two, two weeks tonight, Robin Hood.